This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by our good friends at Hedua, the Home Educating Family Association. You can find them online at Hedua.com. Hey, on this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, we are continuing in our series on surviving the holidays, and we are talking on this episode about family feuds. You know, what do you do when you enter into the holidays and you visit family members, and either they don't accept you, or they have some craziness that's hard for you to accept? You know, on this episode, we sit down with listener and homeschool mom, Cheryl Beach, And she has experienced both sides of this situation. And as always, I think we end up where we always do, just talking again about the gospel. Romans 13, where it says to love your neighbor as yourself. It's not saying just your Christian neighbor or just the neighbor that thinks like you do. It's saying love your neighbor as yourself. And our family is our first neighbor. You know, we're going to talk about loving your neighbor. We're going to talk about loving your family when they don't seem to love you. And we're going to talk in detail about how to love your family when maybe they aren't so lovely. Surviving the holidays can be tricky, and we really hope you're loving this series. This episode 76, Surviving the Holidays, Family Feud. Stick with us. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 76 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is part of our series, Surviving the Holiday, and this episode is called... Family Feud. Wow. Wow. Gloves on, ready to go to Thanksgiving. Oh, for I some love people, the graphic yeah. you took on this. Oh, yeah, this, yeah guys, just duking it out in the bull, the uh, boxing ring. So you may hear that Kendra's... <laughs> the bull ring. The bull, in the bull ring. The guy's duking it out. In the bull ring. You know, you're a little fuzzy-headed. I'm and your de- voice, you <laughs> sound like you're in a... I don't know. I'm in a tunnel. That's how I feel. Like I'm yeah. in the middle of a tunnel. And the reason is we got hit with the first cold of the season, and I'm bummed <sighs> because I didn't want to be sick this season, but... I thought this was a good way to start. You know, let's talk about sickness. You know, okay. homeschoolers. Let's talk about sickness. I'm serious. Like, for when mom gets sick, uh, that's yeah. an issue. Now, yeah. we were blessed because you started feeling lousy on Friday, which I, I have Fridays off. And then you were really sick yesterday and wiped out today. Yeah. And the benefit is, what, this was a weekend. Well, it was so, a weekend. We had nothing on the schedule, which is really unusual. But God said, you will be sick this weekend. So. Yeah. And so I was really glad to see that we were able to, uh, you know, 
take a break. And you were a very good husband to me this weekend, Fletch. Well, I, you, you know what? I'm leaving tomorrow, and... and you need the energy. But, yeah. you know, we get this. And, you know, when, when a homeschool mom is down, I would just encourage dads, it's time for you to kick it up a notch. Yeah. Really, because it's, it's tough to be a homeschool mom <laughs> and to be sick. I mean, what are the practicals of this? School on your bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I, I will say that. Hey, guys, bring your math to my room. We just we just hunker down, you know. We're on the couch with a big blanket and a hot cup of tea, and everybody just kind of gathers around me. And it's okay. It's That's the totally thing we need to okay. tell these listeners. It's reality. That's and you know real what? life. This is real life. If I were a classroom teacher and I were as sick as I was this weekend, I would have a substitute. I don't have that luxury. So we do what we can. Yeah. So, hey, real life. And... We're heading into this series. We, we talked with our, our good friend last week about financial strain. That was a great episode. And this episode is on Family Feud. And we're sitting down with another good friend. And the reason we chose her is because she sees both sides of this coin that we want to talk about today. Yes, which yeah. is, you know, what to do when the family doesn't accept you. And then what do you do when you don't accept your family? Yeah, or there's just sticky issues. And lots of us have those sticky family issues. So let's uh, waste no more time. Let's get right to the episode. Hey, Kenj. Yes. Uh, holidays can be stressful. Very stressful. And flesh. so these episodes are on surviving the holidays. Um, how important is organization to you during the holidays? Well, um, organization for me for the holidays starts in like January. <laughs> yeah, because what are... <laughs> Next year. Yeah, but what are the things really in the holiday season yeah. that stress you out? It's the choir concerts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, our girls are involved in a pretty serious choir with lots of performances. Um, there's also basketball season. So, I mean, some yeah. of you have sports thrown in there we on top two of birthdays. It. Birthdays. You know, just the regular stuff that happens to be during December. Yeah. school ending. My dental <laughs> school, practice yeah. is cranking. Yeah, and that's because kids are home for the holidays, right? Like well, college students and our, stuff. Our college kids come home. And people want to get their insurance in before the end of the year. People don't think about those things. No, so this might be a good time for a planner. Yeah, definitely. So over the last few months, I've been looking behind the scenes of Hedua, and I've been introducing you to those people that put it together. I thought it would be great to sit down with a real mom who actually is using one of Hedgewa's planners. So while you were recovering today, I got on the phone with one of your friends to talk about how she uses the planner. So I am on the phone with uh, a good friend, Allie. And Allie, could you tell us a little bit about your family? Uh, how many kids do you have? I have three kids. They are 14, 12, and 9. So would you say that you are a busy mom? Yes. What kind of activities are your kids involved in? See, the oldest just finished water polo, and now she's training for a marathon. And then youth group, which I get to go to with them on staff. And then the next one is in choir and drama, so two choirs. And then she plays piano, and she's on a competitive swimming program. And then the little guy just finished football season. So you're a mom that's running uh, often all around town and needing to manage not just your own schedule, but the schedules of kids. You've been using the planner. Which planner have you been using? I have On The Go, which is totally appropriately named. And how have you been using it? Um, I have been using the month at a glance to plan kind of the broad sweeping picture of our schedule. And then it has a day-by-day breakdown, and so I go in there and put down exactly what's happening and who's moving who from where to where. And then I've been doing um, meal planning in it, and there's a note section that I love because it just has lined pages that I can use for 
anything. I've been doing a shopping list in it. Pretty much everything it has, I've been filling in. And there are a few things in here that I have been planning that I haven't even been doing a good job of planning until I saw a spot to plan it in here. So, Wow. So it's a uh, it's kind of a smart planner. It helps you uh, think of things you didn't even come up with on your own. Exactly. If you are interested in one of these planners, or maybe you know a homeschool mom that could use some organization in her life, and you'd like to surprise her with a Christmas gift, head on over to Hedgewa.com, check out the Well-Planned Day Planner, check out all of their planners, and find one that fits your needs perfectly. That's the Home Educating Family Association at Hedgewa.com. Either way, your your perfect little Connecticut, oh, oh, make sure you cut the crust off my cucumber sandwich, parents, are frauds. You listen, if my parents lit an orphanage on fire on Christmas Eve, they wouldn't be as bad as your parents. Huh? Yeah. Well, so you obviously will recognize that clip. That's from uh, two of my favorite TV personalities. That's from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, I think maybe that was one of the first... Uh, TV shows that showed us real family feuding. And I liked it because it's an Italian family and um, his parents were like my parents, <laughs> kind of crazy Italians. So um, we have another Italian in the studio with us today. Our good friend Cheryl Beach is here to talk about surviving the holidays. And we chose her specifically for two uh, reasons on both sides of this equation, and you'll see more as we get into this conversation. So, Cheryl, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life. Thanks for having me. Have you been on our show before? I can't remember. I actually have not. Wait, you have been. I have. You were one of the moms I called. Oh, yes. That's right. I was one of the moms you called several, way back, probably in the first... 20 episodes. episodes yeah. yeah. So awesome. Uh, we'll have a link to her if you want to go back and hear her voice again. So Cheryl, we've invited you here for a special episode, a series actually called Surviving the Holidays. And this episode's called Family Feud. And I want to start the discussion with the idea of when your family doesn't accept you. So these feuds that happen during the holidays, because you're back with your family, and they don't accept you. Have you, uh, again, we chose you because of this. Have Has this been a situation for your family? You know, I would have to say um, a perceived situation for my family now that I'm able to look back and notice where and really carefully consider what has gone on and what went on. Because at one point, we fit in and we were just like the rest of my family. You know, we did everything that they did. We were involved in all of the activities and we probably wouldn't have had any um, restraints on our children, what they watched or what they did. And then we changed because Christ obviously changed us. And so um, at that point, yeah, I mean, actually, to to be honest, I had my parents did tell me that they thought we were crazy for homeschooling. (laughs) Not exactly in those words, but they did sit down and say, we do not agree with this. And they were very firm about not agreeing with us homeschooling. So I know you have some crazy stories Mm -hmm. of your kids engaging, you know, with cousins and uncles and aunts. Are there any that you just remember off the top of your head? Oh, yeah. Well, um, well, you know, my son, John Paul, yep. he's, he's a um, talkative character and he always has been, and he has never left his opinions um, to himself, which um, I think he probably, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. So he probably comes by that naturally. But um, when he 
got into the teenage years, he was actually given really um, what I'm sure was heartfelt advice, but it was advice that, you know, you got to sleep around the block, basically. Yeah, really. In order to... <laughs> if I remember, it was, it was an uncle and aunt telling him that, hey, you need to try a few before you settle down with one girl. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. was exactly it. And, you know, really, coming from the world, that sounds like probably pretty good advice that, hey, don't just pick the first... Apple off Apple, the barrel. Yeah, yeah you have to... <laughs> I was going to say cherry, and then I decided not to yeah, use that's, that that's, terminology. Well, you can see why we chose Cheryl. So, you know, when we go into the situation, Ken, do you have another example of relatives being crazy during the holidays with choices? <laughs> well, I know that our kids were not allowed to watch, are not allowed to watch R-rated movies when they're seven. <laughs> yes, I, we had that too, that? Kendra. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I do remember a specific uh, Christmas when the movie that was going to be watched by young kids was an R-rated film. And uh, we just had to say... That's not appropriate for our kids. Um, and, you know, I don't know. Cheryl, in your experience, is there a way to say that that doesn't offend people? So early on, I was, um, if believe it or not, but I was kind of full of zeal and I didn't have very much tact. I would say, my children are not watching that. <laughs> and I would rip them out of there. And um, I've learned, I've grown and learned. And um, I think that the tact that I, I think we've learned most is the best off, no, the best defense is a strong offense. And so as the kids got older, it was more on them to get up to go quietly. Because I think what we found or what we learned was the less noise we made or the less attention we brought to the situation, the less opposition we got and the less temptation or the less maybe there was fuel to say, oh, well, we're going to watch this now. Or, I, I remember actually... The um, Chicago, the yeah, the play the Chicago, yeah, uh-huh. and um, our, my children were little, and that was everybody thought they should watch the movie of Chicago. Wow, that was, which was spicy. pretty that movie. spicy, yeah, that and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember and, seeing it, thinking, "Whoa, hey, great uh, theatrics!" You know, you can't mm-hmm. deny the the talent that was in it, but a seven year old, like you said, right, or an eight year old, right. this is just not appropriate content. Um, but Again. Nor is it a Christmas or a holiday movie, really. No, <laughs> it's not. Not no, it isn't. <laughs> However, when you know kids are together, I guess that's would be yeah. So we we bowed out of Chicago, and that was that was a little tricky. Where it was stepping on some toes. Where it's like this is a good musical. Well, yeah, it is a good musical. It's just not an appropriate musical for right now. Now, I really like that idea of a good offense is the best defense. So we have uh, listeners who are tuning into this one because they're thinking of the upcoming holidays. And they're thinking, you know, we have Thanksgiving where we're going to be, you know, typically around a table, you know, with conversations. And then around a living room. And then there's Christmas. And there's going to be, you know, maybe the gifts, maybe Mm -hmm. the videos that are given, the, Mm -hmm. the DVDs that are given to kids are going to be inappropriate. So, you know, when you're the ones that are going into a situation and you're not accepted, what's the advice that we have for these families? What is the good offense that we have? Mm-hmm. So, or, so um, that's a really good question. And I'll, I'm going to go back to the situation or the scenario that happened with John Paul in the conversation about sleeping around. And also another conversation came into play about um, gays and lesbians with him and the girls. So there's been a couple pretty uh, spicy conversations that have happened that I haven't, hadn't been a part of. And my mama 
bear claws wanted to come out and just go in and save the kids and say, you know, don't talk to my kids about this stuff. But my kids' response, yeah. I want to interrupt for just a second. How, how old are we talking at this point? So with the with the sleeping around, that was in mid teens. Yeah, mid teens. Yeah. it wasn't. These are not twenty no. year old kids. No, but with the um, gay and lesbian conversation, I think that came about. Maybe the kids were maybe more like eighteen, like older teens, yeah. but okay. they were still in. They were still teens. Okay. So and um, I kind of came to rescue them, and I got the I got this kind of attitude and just the look from my kid or my kids. Uh, and um, so I stepped away. I did step away from it. And later, days later, when we were home and coming home, what John Paul said to me was, Mom, you're forgetting that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And so you're forgetting that you've taught us and we've learned on our own God's word and God's word accomplishes its purpose. So yeah, they could give me that advice and I could graciously listen, but that doesn't mean I have to follow it. And I'm choosing who I'm following. They're not directing me and who I'm following. And I thought, Okay, well, that's really much better than what my response was going to be. <laughs> yeah, so there's some aspect of trusting that that labors you've put into raising your kids, they can either stand up or they they can have a buffer. Yeah. What about this idea that the Holy Spirit is with our kids at all yes. times? Yeah. And and Kendra, you've said this a lot of times. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, you're a lousy. Oh, I'm a really bad substitute. And actually, you and I have had this conversation, and maybe we've even mentioned this before, but I was concerned about a situation with one of our older children, and you said, you know, Kendra, I trust God more than I trust our parenting. These conversations need to be had at home, uh, maybe in the car, you know, uh, after, not when you're in the middle of the ring (laughs) with all of the boxers, you know, coming at you. This is what you, these are the conversations you're having when you rise up, when you sit down, when you walk along the path. Um, those are the things that equip our kids when they're in the middle of the battle. That's right. And also, one of the things that I think um, I try to do is actually use God's word with the kids to remind them that, guess what? All of your days have been planned for you before one of them came to be. It's no accident that we're part of this family. This is our family by God's design. Even our extended family is by God's design. And so we need to trust and come in and be salt and light in these situations. And we need to be loving our neighbor as ourselves. And thinking of our family as maybe a mission field, and we'll probably talk about that a little later on, but um, if if we're on a situation where we have un- unbelievers or people that believe differently, you know, they're from a different denomination and, and worship differently than we worship, because we also had a situation like that when our kids were little. They went to Mass, uh, the, and the Catholic Mass is absolutely phenomenal. It's it's absolutely beautiful. It's full of ceremony. It's it's really a joyful place to go. But during this particular mass, um, they lit uh, candles to Mary during the mass when this was happening. John Paul grabbed his grandfather and said, "We got to get out of here. They're worshiping idols." Well, that did not go over well. <laughs> that was not good. That was not a good thing for this eight-year-old to say to his grandfather. It is obvious that uh, Cheryl wants to get to the second part of this discussion, which is what do you do when you're having a hard time accepting your family and their choices? So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what do we do as families, as Christian families, as homeschooling Christian families, 
when we don't necessarily accept all the choices and what's being dumped on us during the holidays. We'll be right back. The Christmas season is upon us, and you know what that means. Yes, it is the time to send Fletch a Christmas gift if you're a listener and nothing says happy birthday baby Jesus like a gift from Caroline's Coffee. Yeah, well, and in my world, that would be tea as well. Well, you know, I love Caroline's because as a coffee drinker, you can go on and search for your coffee by country of origin, by roast or flavor profile. But you're right, you can also get tea. Yeah, and they will also custom gift wrap it in a box for you and deliver it right to the person you need it to go to. Here's the best part. 10% 10% off. What do they need to do? They just need to go to homeschoolingirl.com slash coffee. And they can use our code, which is H-I-R-L. You put that in when you're checking out at Caroline's, and your entire order is 10% off. Go do it, folks, and don't forget Fletch loves Guatemala coffee. Oh, just ignore him. you're not accepted. Now, we're going to switch the conversation a little bit here. And what happens when as homeschoolers, and there's two parts to this conversation, uh, what do you do when you don't accept them? Because we def- we've we definitely seen, the three of us have seen homeschoolers who don't play well with others. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't want to harp on this, but there are homeschoolers that just start with a bad attitude and mm-hmm. they put up fences and they put up walls and they say, well, you know, we're better than... We have this figured out. So they kind of go in with a chip on their shoulder. And we've all three seen this, right? Absolutely. And there's even that we won't go there because it's a pool party and their their girls, girls will be wearing bikinis and we don't want our boys to see that. There's the, you know those kind of like really specific rules and things that a family will say, we don't want our kids part of that. Um, but I have a real s- response to that. <laughs> and, and that is that as older parents um, who have you know, adult children now, your kids will figure it out. You mm-hmm. don't need to point it out. You know what I'm saying? So like if there's an abusive person in the family, verbally abusive, you don't need to tell your kids that. You don't need to point it out. They'll figure it out. And pretty quickly. It's amazing how young they think, oh, that's I don't like to be with that person because he's always cussing, you know, or whatever yeah, or those things always, are. If he's always inebriated, if he's, right. you know, if Uncle Doofus is always the one that's degrading his wife and his kids yes. and an alcoholic and drinks too much at a, a party, um, there very well may be safety issues for your family. And we're sure. going to actually talk about that in yeah. the third segment. But at this point, let's talk about when you don't accept your family, what should our heart attitude be? And Cheryl, I'm putting the ball in the tee for you because I know you're dying to talk about this. Okay, yeah. Well, I have to say, and I'll just back up just a little bit. We were those people. <laughs> we were those people that thought we could put our family in this perfect little utopia box, follow all these rules, and eliminate all these outside um, stimuli or outside 
issues, whatever they were outside of ourselves, we thought we could wrap it all up. And you, we you had remember it all watching together. the movie The Village? I the do Shandler. remember. I mean, we, we were creating the village. <laughs> yes, And we you were. were in our village. I was in your village. And, <laughs> and we were creating smaller villages mm-hmm. within that village. Yes. And the problem is you paint yourself into a corner that you're left there by yourself. That's right. So, you know. And it's not reality. Sin and it makes creeps us, in. Yes, it does. You know what? You know who the biggest sinners were? My own the kids. Ones in the box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Us. Me. We were. I was horrible. So Me. so let's look at this again. Um, when we're going into the situation, what's the new attitude? Yeah. So the new attitude is I'm loving these people right where they're at and for who they are. And loving them and accepting them and not going to expect from my family or friends or neighbors that they act as Christians and if they are not, or even if they're a baby Christian, we don't know where other people are at. We don't know what God's plan is for somebody else. And who am I to judge or to put on them my expectations and make them fit into my little perfect box, which, oh, by the way, since I've stood in that box, it is so not perfect anymore. Well, <laughs> let, you know, nice words, Cheryl, but let me play the devil's advocate because yeah, this has been hurled at me um, by my own family. If I'm not the one to tell them, mm-hmm. if I'm not the one to tell this family member mm-hmm. that they're living in sin, well, then who's going to do it? Because if I don't say it, then they'll just think I accept it. Right. No, well, really? Is that the truth? Because this is what I'm, I, I think about, I've been thinking about is, um, you know, I did not choose Christ. And when I became a Christian and came to know Christ as my Savior, I, I had nothing to do with it. And it was not by my design. This was all God's design. He says he chose me before the foundation of the world. And so he also, in that choosing, put me in my family. I need to be the one that's loving my neighbor as myself. I need to be the one that's loving and giving more grace to um, my family members or my friends or my neighbors. And I heard something the other day about um, being out going over in the sermon about the mission fields. And it really hit me hard to realize that family and friends and neighbors are actually our first mission field. And I was thinking about if I don't love them enough to tell them, then who is going to tell them? And what if my role is to love them into the kingdom and give them the grace that Christ has given me? And I wasn't won over to Christ because he was pointing out my sins and my errors and, and condemning me or, or correcting me. I was won over to Christ because of exceeding kindness and his love and mercy and grace that was showered upon me. So I think the better approach is how can we prepare our children and ourselves to love those family members how they need to be loved um, or the friends? Because I don't know, most people probably have family and friends. At our house we do. We have family and friends that come for the holidays. Um, So how do we do that? How do we put on the fruits of the Spirit? And how do we prepare our hearts and our minds to actually speak words of encouragement to the people that we're going to be spending this time with? And that has really um, 
over the years has really made a profound difference in in our family and in our relationship with actually my family and with some friends as well. Romans 13, where it says to love your neighbor as yourself. It's not saying just your Christian neighbor or mm. just the neighbor that thinks like you, you do. It's saying love your neighbor as yourself and our family is our first neighbor. So, you know, I was thinking of a verse the whole time you were talking about that, and that's that verse from John 12 that says, when Jesus said, if you lift me up, I will what? Draw all men unto me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was thinking about this in light of what you're saying. You know, this is some great advice to our families. Do we need to go in and tell them all the things that are different with us, or do we just need to go in and elevate Christ? And that doesn't mean, you know profoundly at the dinner table at Christmas time, you know, start quoting the names of Jesus. But in those conversations that you have, if you've shut people down, not through your words, but through your attitude, like you were talking yeah. about with your girls, yeah. you lose that ability to lift Jesus up. Yeah. And you lose that ability to reach that person. That person's not going to listen to you at all. And so I think that it's by our lives that they're going to, there's a change that's going to take place. And it's by our lives that um, makes a difference to them. For myself, getting verses in my head that remind me of, you know, bless those who persecute you, pray for your enemies, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And I go through these verses and I think, okay, now how am I going to show that in action? You know, what is it? Okay, go sit down and talk with your grandma for 10 minutes. Your grandmother's sitting over there. Uh, yes. Okay. Can she be annoying? Of course. You know, you can be annoying too, but go, go spend those 10 minutes with old uncle fuzzy face or whatever you called him. Uncle doofus. Yeah. Uncle doofus. <laughs> fuzzy face. Yeah. Go spend 10 minutes with uncle doofus and give him an opportunity to speak because maybe you'll hear or learn something about uncle doofus you didn't know before, but maybe that act of kindness will be exactly what Christ love they needed to feel right then. Well, it is a bummer because we are out of time for this part of the interview. And uh, the the good news is the conversation doesn't end. Yeah, we are going to continue this in our exclusive content for our subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed yet, you need to do that. How do they do it, Fletch? They can go to our website. It's homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe and you can subscribe and you can get bonus content now on tonight's episode how much does that cost it's free right free cheap (laughs) easy peasy lemon squeezy you know when you sign up uh, on this episode what we're going to do is we're going to sit down and continue the conversation with Cheryl we hope you've liked her so far but it's going to be on when do you need to put the brakes on and not participate what are those things what are those situations where maybe your family does need to back up and how do you do it so cheryl thank you so much for joining us on this episode we hope your family survives the holidays um thanks for showing us how to take off the gloves and stop feuding and start loving our families thanks for having me Kendra, are you liking this series? I'm loving this series. A lot of stuff I needed to hear. So next week we have Surviving the Holidays Spread Too Thin. And it's going to be a catch-all episode where you and I just sit down and talk about the stress on families during the holidays. Now that could be schedules that families and in-laws put on you. That can be school schedules wrapping up. All those things that just spread you too thin. And I have a feeling that you are going to tell people that it's okay 
to say no. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about some practical things you can do to take away all of that pressure. Well, before we go, I did want to read one letter that came in, and this was on iTunes. It was a great letter. And the reason I like it is because you know who wrote it to us? Who? Beth from St. Louis. But do you know what she titled it? (laughs) No, I don't. Jesus Ninja. Yes. And it was a five-star review. And she said, please listen to this podcast. Your family, homeschool, and walk with Jesus will thank you. Kendra, can I be your BFF? Oh, yes, you can. Wow. And I, the fact that you, Beth, from St. Louis, we're assuming it's a woman. Do you have a St. Louis accent? Me? Yeah. Do you, I, don't I don't even know what that, I can't even I don't conjure even know what a St. Louis accent would what be. What that is. I'm, I'm from St. Louis. I think that's what it would sound like. <laughs> I'm from St. Louis. No, I have no, no idea. That, I don't think that's it. I, I don't Beth know. from St. Louis, thanks for the review. And uh, you have a lot of BFFs. I don't know if there's room. But Beth can get in line. How's that sound? I don't have any local BFFs. <laughs> you don't have any <laughs> local all, BFFs? It's all people who listen and think that I'm a nice person. <laughs> they don't really oh. know. <laughs> so um, if you want to reach out to us, uh, just like Beth, you can go to iTunes. And I encourage you to leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. But also, become a subscriber at iTunes. Magically, our podcasts will appear on your listening device. If you yeah. listen to an iPhone... Every Monday, bink, it'll pop right up in the podcast app. Right. Seriously, homeschooling moms and dads, you don't need one more thing to have to track. iTunes does it for you. So seriously, I, I go in, uh, in the morning somewhere on Monday mornings and at 8 a.m., bing, it's right there in my iPod yeah. or on my phone and it just, yeah, I listen to it in the car. Great. So you listen to us? And you listen to us every Monday morning. <laughs> I listen just to make sure we didn't, I didn't let anything slip through. Pretty much, because there have been times that I'm on the phone with you saying, oh, yeah. So um, I know we say subscribe a lot, but subscribe at iTunes. That'll make your life easier. But if you really want to subscribe, subscribe to Homeschooling in Real Life, the community, by going to homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe, and you can get special offers. We have a monthly newsletter that comes out now. Anything that's brand new, anything happening in Homeschooling in Real Life will come directly to your email box. You know, we talked about it on this episode. You get bonus subscriber content tonight where we sit down and uh, talk a little bit more. The interview, part two, or in this case, part three. Uh, If you want to reach out to us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. If you want to get to us on Twitter, you can tweet to us at homeschoolirl. And Kenj, why don't, with the very last thing from your very cold-sounding nose, Mm. tell them how they can email us. Info at homeschoolingirl.com. We want to thank you for being great listeners and supporters of Homeschooling in Real Life, and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com 